Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. How you doing, everybody? Casey Ryan here again for another episode of The Cutting Room Floor, a little podcast that I started to showcase any entertainers and creative types from all walks. So, so if you've got a story to tell or a project to sell, then I want to hear from you. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. I'm on there all the time at Cutting Room MRB, or you can hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cutting Room MRB. Or shoot me an email with your feedback, good, bad, or ugly. Let me know what you're thinking. Cuttingroomfloor.mrb at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to be on the show, I'm going to be doing some bonus episodes, uh, not only on Sundays, but on Wednesday nights as well. So let me know what you're thinking. If you've got a crowdfunding campaign to promote, if you've got any kind of film or music or book project that's in the works anything at all let me know what you're thinking and we'll figure out a way to get you on here i just love hearing the stories uh so quick thank you as we do at the top of the show to my guest today it's always kind of i've been doing the show for about 12 years and uh, the vast majority of of my guests come from referrals from people who've been on the show and i i love it i consider it a high compliment to uh to be able to work with referrals uh because you know and a, a sense of trust over the years with people. Uh, this is something that I don't abuse at all. Uh, and you know, please, if you know somebody that wants to be on the show, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be doing some extra episodes. But uh, every once in a while, somebody contacts you out of the blue, and that's kind of fun too. And that, that was the case uh, that happened this week when I uh, put out a call for guests earlier in the week. And uh, Bill Mendieta replied right away and said, look, I've got a project that I want to talk about. Would you be willing to, uh, to help us out? a little bit and I said sure and here we are so uh, with me on the show today is Bill Mendieta uh, just to give you some background on him he's an actor for film uh, television and stage also played Ricky Ricardo in the stage production of I Love Lucy in Los Angeles and Chicago and uh, as part of the first national tour for that uh, was nominated for an award for it and he's also an established director and producer for theater film and television commercials and he's joined today by one of his uh, professional collaborators, uh, Amir Abdullah, who is an actor who you may have seen recently uh, on season on the uh, most recent seasons of Empire in Chicago Med. Uh, he's also a playwright and a loyal supporter of LA Theater, where he got his start. Uh, and popped up in an episode a couple of years ago uh, of the reboot of the uh, of the Odd Couple on television. And uh, when forces collide, as they say, you get a project that they've been talking about for a while uh, that's sort of a stage production that's being adapted into a film uh, called Pray to Ball, uh, which is a production that the LA Times uh, in a uh, article published in 2014 said was an inventive take on a little explored topic. And we're going to be talking about that in a few Few other things. So, uh, without further ado, the coming for proudly welcomes for the first time, and it's always a point of pride to have people on here uh, for the first time. Uh, Bill Mendieta and Demir Abdullah are here. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are you? Hey, doing Bill. well, Casey. Thank you so much for how we're excited to be here. Absolutely. 
So the first question I always have for everybody when they're on here for the first time is just a bit of an icebreaker. Uh, did I get your respective bios right, or is there anything that you'd like to add to that? All good. All good. Sounded good to me. I was like, man, who is that guy? He's doing okay. He's doing okay. <laughs> you know what? Whenever I'm on somebody else's show and somebody starts to, to talk about your accomplishments, I said, Jesus, is, you know, it sounds a lot cooler when somebody else says <laughs> it. Does. So, it does. I hate talking about myself, so I'd rather have somebody else do that. <laughs> he did. I did what? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I said, oh, man, why you got to bring up old stuff? No, uh, <laughs> no. The outcome was great. It was a fun uh, project. I'm just laughing. So, so <laughs> let's, let's jump right into it here. Uh, you, you've got this project, Parade of Balls, right? Uh, so, Bill, as a construct, what, what's this about? Uh, the concept, actually, it came from this play that uh, Amir wrote uh, years ago that we produced. And uh, uh, it came to me... Uh, via a friend, via referral, and uh, I met with Amir, and because of I had some background in dealing with um, uh, some of the issues that are going on in this. Uh, Amir, why don't you talk about uh, the whole yeah. the whole concept of it, since you wrote it. And so uh, the play really came out of my own uh, personal struggles. The play, the play started this way, which ended up being, as you said, we're adapting it into a film. So that script is finished, but we'll talk quickly about the okay. play and, right. and move into what we're, what we're done with the film. Um, but it came out of my struggles. Uh, I'm, I grew up in a very conservative uh, Muslim, Muslim uh, home and uh, masjid. And just growing up in, in that environment, there's some good things about it. There's some difficult things about it. And in going to college and being away or really choosing what environment you, you, you surround yourself with and, and are a part of, uh, there are a lot of issues that end up coming up and popping up with someone uh, for someone, especially given the time period that, uh, that we've been in in a post 9-11 world at, here in America. Um, there've been a lot of difficulties right. and this was a way for me to work out and put my thoughts onto paper. And strangely, or and, and thankfully, a lot of people ended up being uh, being drawn to it. So the crux of the story goes, it starts with uh, two basketball players. They're uh, one-and-done athletes, which means uh, they're going to play basketball for one year in college and then go to the league. These guys are that good. They plan to go to school in Miami, have a great time, and be done with it. But there were other plans in the works. Um, our protagonist, Hakeem, his mother passes away uh, very early on in his college career, which really is the first time that he experiences true loss. And his path does not necessarily seem as clear as it, as it once was. He falls into a, a sort of depression and turns to religion, Islam, uh, to cope with that. Now, if initially it gives him some solace, but he starts to see cracks within it for himself, within other people who, other Muslims that are there. There are tension that pops up with his best friend, with his team, with society in general. And he really has to determine who it, who it is that he wants to be at the end of the day. So it's a really a coming of age story that explores race, college athletics, religion in, a, in an honest, a really honest way. And, uh, but I also want to stress the fact that there's a lot of humor and fun in it. 
because you get a couple brothers down in Miami, it's gotta have, it's gotta be fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, I've, I have had a wonderful time um, with this piece. It's obviously very personal to me. And Bill was somebody who, who expressed how delicate he would treat that idea. And uh, he's definitely, Bill has been my collaborator on the, on the screenplay for the last uh, two years. I think it took us about two years to adapt it from a, from a screen, I mean, from, a, from the stage to screen, which has a huge set of challenges. And right. Bill, you could talk about, we can talk about that if you'd like, if you'd like to hear about that, Casey. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm going to circle back on a few different things, but I mean, you mentioned that you, Amir, uh, 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 that, that you, you grew up in kind of a uh, conservative household. I mean, was this kind of an environment where your parents discourage you from, from looking at professional sports as, as a possible, you know, creative outlet or I, I guess, so, how did you strike that balance? Yeah. So, uh, you know, down south, absolutely, uh, we, you, you're pretty much going to be a, a fan. I'm African-American. I'm of African descent. It's uh, ingrained as part of the culture uh, down south. It, sports are a part of it. If you're not playing it, you're a fan of it, you're watching it, you're experiencing it. It's Everybody has a team down, down south. Uh, and so it's, it's a little hard. It'd be a little hard to, uh, to do that, number one. Uh, number two, no, my parents were, no, they, they were wonderful. They do the best that they did the best they could. Uh, and they, um, I think the religious aspects more so, um, interfered with the way that we, uh, just the behaviors of, of the day to day, not necessarily about uh, college sports. No, I think they, no, they, they were, they have, they watch football on Sundays. Put it that way. They watch, they partake in uh, basketball games, football games. So it wasn't necessarily that way, but it was more so the stereotype of, um, of being a tall African American person playing sports. I think that's where my, um, my mother may have had some reservations in me playing sports because she didn't necessarily want us to be want me to be grow up as a as a, a stereotype but ironically as an actor all these years uh, you got to be able to play some basketball if you're six yeah, foot yeah. four and out here in this industry you have to be able to do a bit of it so uh it, it, it's finding finding that balance and obviously you know she didn't know i was going to become an actor so and i'm pretty good at basketball as as bill bill doesn't want to see me on the court uh -huh. put it that way anyway so <laughs> Uh, we so, played a little bit. So, 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 Bill, I'll bring, I'll bring you into the discussion. No I, worries. I, I guess what what was it like to kind of bring kind of bring this as as a really cool sounding idea to to the stage? I, I guess maybe if you could tell us a little bit about that transformative process. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, one of the things that uh, attracted me about it, um, you know, as I saw it, 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 it read like a filmic script. So I uh, wanted to had the idea to put some uh, as much multimedia and pre-film some things, some things that would work well on camera as far as, um, you know, our, our, our announcer, our sports announcers, we pre-filmed some game footage to really make that games and the whole season come alive. So we did that. We shot things in Miami and to get some things for a backdrop to help the tr uh, transitions from scenes to scenes and to help the locale. So we did a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff pre-filming on the, on the play 
that really enhanced that experience for people. And I worked with a video designer on there to really make sure our transitions, our videos, and, and everything was integrated uh, really, really well. Hannah Kim, I'll give her some, some props on this. And she designed it uh, quite well to bring that, that to play. And that went in line with our, 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 our scenic designer uh, who, who really formed a wonderful, um, a wonderful set that made it very in, uh, movable and quickly, quickly uh, adaptable for what we needed to do. Coming to the story, um, I could relate to it really, really well. My, my, my family, uh, I grew up very Catholic and my family was very involved with uh, religion. So I could see it from that prospect, but I've um, also, I was, uh, I, was, I was an actor in a film where I played a Muslim and it was a crusade film and I had a lead role and you know, I was shocked when I got cast and I did a lot, a lot of research on that and really delved into that world. So I got to understand uh, that faith and uh, and a relation to that that uh, that, that I, I gained an appreciation for and and a respect for and um, and the thing about this story and, and how I approached it with the play and how we approach it as well as with the film to make it relatable to people that it's even though it focuses on the religion of Islam it's really anyone's choice of any kind of belief that can uh, and the consequences thereof that uh, uh, that make the story interesting because there's conflicts pretty much uh, within any choice. So say if this was a, uh, uh, if the guy decided to become a Mormon or if he decided to become, a, a, you know, a, an Orthodox Jew or a Christian, you know, there would still be some repercussions from this. But because we chose it in this time and him being a, choosing to be a Muslim, there was inherent... Uh, inherent repercussions because of uh, because of the country they're in and because of the time. So to approach it that way, and there was a lot of humor in it too. And I really like that. I really get drawn to, even though there are some dramatic parts of the story and is, you know, considered a drama, I often find a lot of dramas are funny. And a lot of times I find a lot of comedies are, are actually pretty tragic if you look at it. So bringing that in and... Uh, Using using the visual elements to, to help tell the story and uh, really taking our time and casting it well is the other part of it that we um, collaborated with really really good actors to bring bring this to uh, to life and uh, and with our um, theater colleagues at the Skylight Theater in Los Angeles we uh, uh, helped form it and bring it to uh, to a place where we were all very proud of it and once we did that we had a lot of response that. Oh, this would make a good movie. This would make a good movie. This is cool. And we were like, "Yeah, you're right." So, you know, we had it in our um, in our pockets to to do it. And finally, with our schedules, uh, we finally were able to get together and collaborate. And writing together, transforming that into a filmic script was a uh, was indeed a challenge and was fun. I mean, things were in theater where uh, uh, things are conveyed through through the dialogue and through the text could easily be done in a moment in visually in film. So we chose to do that. We brought out other characters that were referred to in the play, but now we can kind of flesh them out and, and see it in the, in the mm. film and, uh, and can see the yeah, world. It's a chance to create the world, right. Really create the, the world um, in a different way. Everything on stage is very, uh, very, you know, you, you hear a play. 
a lot of times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And right, and, right. And, and go ahead, Bill. Yeah, no, no, no that's right. That was Casey. But uh, we could you hear a play and you oh. see a movie, and so you see the visual stuff. And even if um, what you even if you put the dialogue or the music off, you turn it on mute, and you could still get an experience from a movie, a moving picture that's uh, it's compelling. And if you get those moments and those things, so then, you know, I always find that I, I sometimes do that with some movies, just see how they translate without sound. And uh, even though sound is a huge, huge component of it and music and all that, um, we were able to do this. And in the play, uh, you know, we brought an original composer to do music of the of the time period or similar to the time period. And we, we brought that in and... Uh, and yeah, uh, it's a guy, yeah. hip hop artist from Miami, uh, James Harvey, uh, uh-huh. that was yeah, that was involved in doing that. And yeah, just it's a very young, it's a young show, it's a young play, it's a play about young people that a lot of everyone, not just young people, are we're drawn are drawn to, and and we're hoping that that translates on this on the screen. So, so why now for the uh, the film? I mean, I, I guess. Well, what about you know this specific moment in time made you feel that, that it was the right time to to make the move? I mean, it sounds like you've had this feedback consistently over the course of a couple of years. Sure. Right. Uh, and, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Amir. I was gonna, I was just no. going to say, look, it's been coming up. The the issues haven't dropped from years ago. Uh, and right. in fact, there's new events that keep coming up that like, oh, yeah, we should probably get this movie out. <laughs> and so I think the world, you know, and sometimes it's it's a responsibility like, oh, I think the world needs to hear this story. I think it'll be fun. It can, it can heal people and it can give understanding to other people and uh, and and it can bring some joy. And it's just kind of an it's an entertaining piece, too. And the second piece is uh, is. Time, the our times, you know, times keep constantly changing, and especially, uh, especially with where young people, where young people live. You know, when I wrote this a, a couple of years ago and then uh, adapted it, is not necessarily where we're going to be in in a couple of years. So I feel this is a a very timely story right now. But slang changes, the way people talk changes, the way people uh, interact. So. You don't want to lose those things. Uh, the the third thing, or the third thing would be the way that the NBA is moving is very di- is 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 becoming different. It's becoming better, uh, a more progressive uh, organization uh, where they are exploring. Okay, what if we don't? What if we do deal? You know, do away with this uh, system that a system of essential exploitation, depending on the uh, college basketball players that you that you talk to. And I didn't play college basketball, but I did interview several uh, several college basketball players in order to uh, you know in in research for this piece. Uh, that this system of of exploitation and these cho- these kids not really get, being able to uh, get an education because they're working so hard to perfect this craft that the truth of it is 90% of these 99% of these kids who play college basketball aren't going to make it into the league. These two guys that, that I wrote a film about that we wrote a film about are the exception. They're not the, they're not the norm. So I think the NBA being able to uh, move to a better place in, of, of understanding what their role is in all of this um, is definitely 
a driving force in okay let's get this let's get this film out Right. Well, and, uh, I mean, I would argue that that is one of these universal truths that's almost true of any sport when you think about it. I mean, I, you know, there's study after study that's been published about, you know, and, uh, you know, the consequences of having, you know, young men focus exclusively on, you know, the football aspects of their career or, you know, the hockey aspect or whatever it is that, that they're going to be focusing on with the end goal of not necessarily using their degrees for something, but, but uh, you know, playing professional sports for a living when the likelihood of them getting hurt and wiped out of the industry completely is, right. you know, b before they even play the first game, right? Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. Absolutely so, so right. I, I think so also think for this time period also, uh, and what this story uh, focuses on is one person's choice to believe in something and to right. have a faith. And in this time when, you know, people are looking for, or whether they are or not, or whether they believe or something or not, they often choose something, whether it's to believe or something or not. And, uh, and this, this explores that. And for young people, right. and, it, and it's you know says, hey, it's okay. Find yourself, basically. You know, by the end of this movie, this this our character finds out who he is, and he, right. and he goes with it. And with all now, the now you both now you both touched on on weaving humor into this, and I want to make sure that we capture this because it sounds like something that was important to both of you, right? Uh, maybe if we could peel back a couple of the layers, and and if you could cite some examples where where there was deliberate levity that was injected into this. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably my favorite line in the script is, uh, so I'm a, so so I'm a Muslim kid who's. Uh, who's playing basketball, who's going to be the greatest player of all time. I'm going to change my name to Muhammad Ali. You. It's so silly, but also really specific to this world. You could like, it's such a layered, it's such a layered joke and layered world that uh, they're going to be, they're going to be jokes that like you wouldn't be able to say, or it wouldn't be able to think of if it were not set in uh, this world with these in this characters. Context. So, it's so fun, like it's so much fun to uh, to write jokes about, uh, you know, ab about this, about Muslim, about uh, about religion, about <laughs> about these things. There, there's yeah. something taboo about it, but there's also something there's something really exciting and and, and fun while also having like, having a, a, a deep, well thought out <laughs> thought out message. So, I think no, that's I, the I, best. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I was just going to say, I mean, I, you know, Muhammad Ali was one of my father's heroes and certainly was one of mine. And, and uh, I mean, I could certainly say that anytime you talk about Islam in professional sports, it's a short drive before somebody makes an Ali joke, right? Yes. So, right. Or, right, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. you know. <laughs> or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and another one. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, right. And Hakeem Olajuwon, so, so that's also our, our, our protagonist. His name is Hakeem. Hakeem Olajuwon is our... Uh, right, and you know. we also explore the world of, uh, uh, of his team and of college. And, you know, the, when you get, ever you get the team together, they're always messing with each other. So there's, yeah. always some, there's always some things going on, and there's different characters that have uh, their idiosyncrasies that we can laugh at. And so we, we put in those elements, too, which, are, which we're a lot right. coming with. It's and it's it's part of the culture down there. That's it's part of the culture down south too. Is just you are constantly 
getting made fun of. Like, <laughs> people find anything and everything. If you have a soft spot or a weak spot, we will find it and we will talk about you to we your face. It may seem callous, but it is, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of fun. It's okay. done to you and you de definitely develop a thick skin. So... <laughs> Right, right. So, so where, where, where in development is the uh, is the film sitting right now? I mean, you mentioned that you got a a screenplay finished. Have you got any kind of concrete plans to start shooting it? I mean, I, I know that you guys must be like everyone else is on hold because of the uh, the pandemic and the right. you know limitations on groups and things like that. But, but I guess where does the film sit right now in terms of its development? Everything, everything's on hold right now. So we had it out to uh, you know some prospective uh, producers that we we're going to co-produce with, and uh, you know just everything's really on hold. We've had different um, developmental readings of it. We've had uh, you know I've worked with uh, another group. I'm a couple of groups I'm involved with the Antius Company out here. It's a company. With very talented actors and all. We've had readings there. The Collaborative, a group of actors that have that are also directors, writers, producers. We've had development stage over there, and uh, and we casted with different people to get different voices. And we also invited you know uh, prospective people who who were interested in it. And um, so right now we're we're waiting uh, for some of uh, for some of this to lift so we can get a, a plant for that. Well, we're also taking it to, you know, another step. And while we're down, this is kind of our time to just, you know, check in on our relationships with uh, with some of these people. And whether this goes with them through them or not, uh, we're still, you know, want to make sure everybody's healthy and everybody's great. And keeping the momentum for ourselves in developing this and making sure okay what's a plan for this here's this goes we've we're very satisfied with the script uh however every time there's some new events in the world as far as uh you know different uh different things happening we've we've had to change the uh during the winter during our play when we were doing that there were different events going on in the world that uh made us have to change some of the dialogue because of uh Different attacks, was, with different right, things. Certain going things on. were getting close to home, unfortunately. Yes, yeah. So we've had to do that, and then um, <laughs> here we'll we'll probably meet again to see like oh, where where our script is, and you know, in reflective to to today's time, and and see uh, how we need to adapt it, or if we need to do it. Right now, we chatted briefly about it. It's like, oh yeah, maybe little tweaks here and there that we can do, and uh, but uh, but we're ready. So this is uh, this is ready to go, and we're uh, we're just doing more of the planning yeah, stages we, and things that, and uh, that, that we can do while we're not in we, production. Yeah, we have, mm -hmm. yeah, what else, Amir? You were about to say? No, I was saying we. Yep, we have uh, our budget done. We have all the we have the pre-planning stage. Uh, you know those phases in full effect. We are getting to the fundraising stage. So. So That's are you guys going are. Are, are you guys going to go the crowdfunding route or are you going to try to source this privately or I guess can you talk about that even at a high level or uh, let's see we I mean we're open to that we have some prospective things to do in it privately and so we were exploring that route first and uh, you know if any of those things fall through or whatever yeah of course we'll we'll get on the to the 
the crowdfunding part. We had a lot of people that were fans of the play and we'll reach back out to them and just say, hey, this is still going on. It's, it's really, at this time, we what we can do is just talk about it, build a momentum. So even being on this show is a good little little fire. Let's make people aware of it again. We're, we're still here. This play is ready to go and it's, uh, uh, and the, the screenplay is ready and, you know, we're, um, we're ready to take the next stage. Uh, but of course, it depends and, on what the world is going on. Yeah, and uh, just in our last couple of minutes, I just want to make sure that we get a chance to uh, plug any other projects that you may have going. Uh, is there any other uh, thing that's top of mind that you'd like to make mention of uh, that you want people to be aware of? Uh, sure. For me, I'm doing a, 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 I'm involved, I got my hands on a few other projects. There's, uh, with, um, Extract Entertainment, a company I'm, uh, uh, co-owner of for, uh, we're developing some film scripts. We have, a, a film, uh, drama called Braided Line about a hit man who adopts a dog for setting up a particular hit and it changes his life. And then we have another script called Coffee Cake about an off-duty cop who, saves a day at a coffee shop, but pays the consequence as his reputation and life are forever changed. And then we have a script called Victims of Freedom, which, you know, is uh, uh, an Egyptian family leaving uh, their place of scarcity and religious persecution in Egypt to a place of freedom and opportunity in the U.S. They actually pay the ultimate price in the urban streets of L.A. when one of their family members is killed. So a brother seeking justice navigates through the gang world until he gets justice. So we have that. And then I'm working on a, uh, a project uh, called Painting Music, where an artist has um, uh, Howard Q is, is his name, and he uh, developed a language of, of music through his painting. So I'm helping him, you know, articulate that into, uh, into, uh, into, into a video form and to demonstrate that and show it off. And there's uh, prospects of that, that, that lead to interesting shorts and interesting, uh, interesting videos that we're doing with that. So those are a few that I'm doing. Oh, Bill, you should have let me go first. <laughs> uh, my list is not nearly as extensive, Casey. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm still. No, let's go for it. I'm working on my acting career for the most part. Uh, I've been in between uh, Chicago and Los Angeles, Los Angeles for the last uh, year, uh, just auditioning, auditioning, trying to get the next job, getting the next job, and then looking for the next job after that. So it's the uh, the life of, of the artist. It, it takes you, uh, you know, it takes you where it wants to in, in a lot of respects. And that's what's exciting about uh, writing and work and continuing to work on my on my own project is. Uh, that I actually have some control over over what it is that I do. So uh, yeah, if you'd that, like to follow, check out. Yeah, and if you'd like to check out uh, what I'm up to, amir-abdullah.com, we'll have all the information you'll need. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. And you can follow me on uh, at Bill underscore Mendieta. That's M-E-N-D-I-E-T-A. And uh, and you can see what's going on with with that. Let's see, I should just mention the uh, author of some of the other ones, Joseph McCarr is uh, the other co-owner of Extract Entertainment. I should mention him about some of those other scripts. And oh, I mentioned uh, when during the play, I forgot to mention our, our scenic designer Jeff McLaughlin, who designed those sets. He actually got uh, a, an award for that as a, as one of the best set designers in LA. Yeah, and, and that, we have. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that, that, that was one of the other things that the LA Times uh, had mentioned too, is that the sets in particular almost played a, uh, a pivotal role in, in terms of the, uh, you know, the flow of the story and everything. So, yeah, we had a full court on stage. We had it there, and it was kind of it was kind of fun. And you know, of course, during breaks, everyone would be playing basketball, but we had visitors that come <laughs> that come in and look at the stage, say, "Wait, what's happening in here?" They hear the basketball playing in as we're rehearsing during the daytime and coming in and we had that. it was pretty fun but yeah that played an integral part of it too so that's what we're up to. okay and, oh, and i also wanted to give a, a shout out we had a wonderful canadian actress oka samoma hunty that was oh, in our sure. um our stage production she's phenomenal and i wanted to give some give canada some love that's right she came from montreal i believe oh really okay yeah cool. Uh, all right, uh, guys. We're out of time, but I just want to let you know that, that this has been a, a pleasure having you on. Uh, certainly, if there's anything I can do from my end of things, then you know, please let me know, and uh, you know, I'll be happy to help out any way I can. All right. I appreciate it, yes, and likewise, so I need more referrals and anything. You got, you have some more fans here, so this is great. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you, fans and friends. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I feel like I've made a couple of friends. So, yeah. uh, on behalf of my guests, uh, Bill Mendieta and uh, Amir Abdullah, uh, we're going to call it a weekend. But I'm going to be back next week. I've got some. Uh, uh, Great guests lined up. Uh, Tim Urban, who is a finalist on American Idol, is going to be here. Uh, lots more cutting room floor coming down the pipe. So, uh, again, thanks to uh, to Bill and Amir today, and we'll call it an afternoon. Until then, uh, stay safe. Cut, print, wrap, and I am done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.